Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. So today I am talking about clarity of motivation. So, so yeah, what I mean by that is, I mean, clarity of motivation is very helpful in a lot of areas. Um, this particular area I'm talking about is spiritual, living spiritually your motivation for spiritual living. Uh, the other way to, to kind of look at this is your intention for spiritual living or um, what you think spiritual living is going to look like, why you're trying to live spiritually, your goal of living spiritually, um, all that type of stuff. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, everybody's journey is different. So sometimes people need to get clarity on this right in the beginning, you know, uh, to some degree, I guess. Um, but it can change over time. And, uh, and when we get to a certain point and we learn enough, you know, that there's kind of so much to learn or should I say so much to forget so we can remember our truth that, at some point where we're probably learning all this stuff about manifestation and, and connection and uh, transcending our issues and um, embracing our shadow self and all this stuff. Right. And it, it, there's all, there's all this stuff um, that, that encompasses the, the work that is living spiritually sometimes. Um, so, but we often get too caught up in the work, you know, I've said that many times. It's, it's like, so we have to kind of know where we're going and why we're going there. So at some point we kind of get curious or once we learn enough, we can start wrapping our brain around the, the what I'm about to talk about in more in-depth ways and we can gain more clarity on it. And you'll you'll probably see that as I explain this, the, the dynamics of clarity of motivation, you know, I'm going to start talking about uh, living spiritually. You're going to see that di the dynamic with this is the same in other areas of spirituality or other areas of life. You know, the, the dynamics are always the same how things work. It's just uh, how we apply it to different situations. So how we apply the clarity of motivation um, to, to living spiritually is we have to understand that it's, it's not, this isn't a game to get what, what we want. Okay. A, a lot of times people come into spiritual living through suffering, right? So, 
if, <laughs> so what's the motivation when you come in through suffering? It's to get the suffering to stop. Of course, right? So, so then you start understanding how the universe works. And when you're in alignment with things, things tend to go your way more. Um, when you learn your lessons, you tend to not repeat patterns, right? So when you start seeing this type of thing, like if, if I behave this way, then I get this. If I learn my lesson, then I won't have to suffer through repeating the same pattern. Um, if I live in alignment with my truth, then I'll, I'll be happier because I won't have to, uh, you know, I won't be suffering so much. So it, a lot of times on an unconscious level, it becomes a game of, you know, oh, I'll do this so I get that. I'll do this so I get that. And it's, you know, and I mean, that's how we're conditioned to think in society. If I do this, I'll get that. It's like, oh, okay. Um, but it's not about that in spirituality. It's, it's not about you getting what you think you need or what you think you want. Uh, even if that's the end of suffering, it's it's not necessarily about that. And the reason I, I say that is because if you're doing something to get something, if if the reason that you're living spiritually is to stop your suffering, like um, it's if what happens is we get too focused on the goal. I want to, I want to be happy. I want things to go my way. Um, that type of stuff. And we start attaching to an outcome, right? So if we attach, and that breaks spiritual law, attachment to an outcome. So this is what I'm talking about. This is where we have to get clear on our motivation. Because if, if we're motivating what we're doing to get what we want, oh, I'll do this and then things will go my way. I'll do this and I won't suffer. It's like, well, no, that's not, you do, you have to do what you're supposed, you have to be you just because being you is natural. It's in alignment with nature. It, now, does it feel more comfortable? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, of course, it feels more comfortable to be yourself than to be a, a, a representative of yourself. Um, you know, so it's, it's not that you don't get benefits by living spiritually. Of course, you get benefits. You get gigantic benefits. But you can't do them in order to get the benefits because then that changes your, your motivation becomes manipulation. You're trying to manipulate the universe. And you can see it when people are too attached to an outcome. They'll be, you know, like uh, when we slip into unconsciousness or we start attaching to an outcome, we'll go like, I'm doing everything that I can and my car still breaks down. I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do, but I still lost my job. <laughs> or I didn't win the lottery, or, you know, whatever. It's external. We're trying to, if we're using spirituality to try to control external circumstances or external outcomes, that is impurity in our motivation. That's what we're doing is we're actually bringing in manipulation energy that, that we're not aware of. And we're trying to manipulate external circumstances. 
And we go, well, you know, so so that the ego goes, well, why else would I live spiritually? Why go through all this work if, you know, if I don't get what I want? So, <laughs> well, it, because like if you look at, you know, the, the, the spiritual law is suffering is resistance to what is. OK, so when we go through a difficulty, let's say it's a relationship breakup um, or, you know, anything um, difficulty with a car, difficulty at work, difficulty in relationship, whatever. If we go through something and if, if we're trying to handle it the right way so we get a particular outcome, it's not going to work. Okay. Um, I just kind of lost my train of thought here a little bit. I try to get back on. Hold on. So the, <laughs> and the flow happens when I'm talking. So I'm just going to start talking and see if I can hop back onto the, the train of thought. Um, so, so yeah, what was, I was talking about, okay, the resistance to what is, okay, there it is. <laughs> Thanks for bearing with me. <clears throat> so, so resistance to what is. So most of our suffering when we go through difficult times, difficult situations is self-induced. Um, you know, of course, there's a certain level of suffering if you even want to call it suffering, um, you know, it's, I would, I would label it more as uncomfortability or sadness or frustration or whatever. Like we're still supposed to experience all the myriad of, of, of emotions and feelings while we're here on earth. So the goal isn't to never experience anything that makes you sad or never experience anything that makes you frustrated. That's not what the goal is. We're always going to have those things for the most part. You know, I mean, I suppose there might be a few people that just, you know, hover in pure joy all the time. But um, most people know, you know, most people are and, and who knows, maybe this will change as the spiritual shift continues on. But for now. Most people, even when they're living spiritually and consciously, there's, they're going to experience certain things that make them sad or frustrated and stuff like that. But, or, or, or a sickness, whatever, physical discomfort, whatever you want to call it. If you go through those situations, somewhere between 75 to 90% of the suffering that you actually experience is self-induced. It's mind-made. It's your resistance to what is. That's why we live spiritually. <laughs> because when you drop the resistance to what is, like, and, and you get better and better at it, you can literally like drop away 75% of your suffering. So think about that, you know, like, okay, well, you know, I was living my life and, you know, like, when somebody first starts life coaching, a lot of times, you know, like I said, they're in great suffering or, you know, turns towards a spiritual book, whatever they, 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 you know, they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, like they say in recovery. Right. So 
now they're, they're seeking help. They're seeking another way of viewing things. So if you, if you took that person and you said, well, this way of life can drop 75% of the suffering you've experienced, they'd be like, huh, that's even possible? Oh my God, yes, where do I sign? Please, 25%, that's nothing. I can handle that. Give me, <laughs> but you can remove 75%. Yes, and that's what spiritual living does. It. 75% of what mental and emotional suffering is self-induced, maybe more, maybe even 90%. But like, that's why we live spiritually. Because most of what's happening, it just is. Your anger, your resistance, your frustration towards it, your non-acceptance that it's happening is causing most of the uncomfortability. It's causing most of it. You know, I mean, like most people have been physically injured. Like, I mean, if you break a bone, you're, you know, you experience some extreme physical pain, right? Now, if you sit there going, oh, my God, I can't believe I broke my arm. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like you basically continue with that the excruciating pain and suffering emotionally, mentally, physically. But if you just breathe and center yourself, now, does it still hurt? Yeah, of course it still hurts. But you can drive to the ambulance, actually calm, breathing, experiencing a certain level of pain. But if you're not mentally and emotionally resisting it, you're you're going to go from flipping out, screaming, crying, whatever, down to, okay, this hurts, but I'm going to be okay. Keep breathing. And all of a sudden now it's manageable. You know, and we're, in that scenario, I'm talking about an actual physical injury of a broken bone. This is like, so, you know, it's, you're going to have more actual physical pain because of the injury than you are emotional pain, you know, like it, with, with just like, let's say a heartbreak, a heartbreak. It's not physical. You didn't actually heart break your heart. Right. So that's all emotional and mental. Now, like I said, I mean, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to get rid of a hundred percent of it, You'll still go through sadness, maybe grieving, you know, um, feeling of, of loss of intimacy, all kinds of emotions and, and, and mental outlooks that aren't pleasurable per se. But you can manage them, right? I mean, most of us know people that, that had a heartbreak and never got over it or at least didn't for 10 years or 20 years, even five years. I mean, you know, like, so that's a long time suffering, man. You know, that's a long time. That's a lot of suffering. And now you compare that to somebody that's living spiritually, that understands not to resist what's happening. Can it still be a difficult time? Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't mean you're void of pain or sadness or difficulty. It just means that it's manageable and you never get completely lost in it. There's a part of you that knows that even while you're going through the pain, there's going to be a day where you're not feeling it anymore. 
so which makes it more manageable too you know so that's so like yes so so if you take somebody that has no spiritual tools and they go through a heartbreak and you take somebody that does have spiritual tools and they go through a heartbreak you could literally minimize it down from you know, a hundred percent suffering where the person with no spiritual tools has down to 25% of that, maybe less, maybe down to 10% of what the other person is experiencing because of spiritual living. So this is what I'm talking about. We can dramatically three quarters of which decrease our mental and emotional suffering by living spiritually just by living in alignment with who we are and facing reality, having a clear outlook on what's real, not going, I wish this, was, this wasn't happening. I wish that wasn't happening. Oh my God, is it going to happen in the future? See, this is like, what, <laughs> most of the suffering is we are suffering our memories and we are suffering our imagination. It's not even real. Oh, my God, remember when we were together? Oh, it was so wonderful. Oh, I wish it was like this again. Oh, what was me? Oh, remember what, re remember what it was like to be 17 years old and running around wild and free? Oh, I wish I was like that again. Oh, I wish I could do that again. Like, why? Why, why put yourself through that? It's, unless you have a time machine, it's just needless suffering. Oh, my God, I had my heart broken. Oh, she was the one. I'll never find a, a, a girl as good as her. I'll never find a guy as good as him. Oh, no. Now I'll use my imagine to suffer about the future. So this is, this is part of what we get rid of. We, we get part of... Partly, we get rid of suffering our memory and suffering our imagination through spiritual living. And we also can drop into acceptance of reality of what is. It is. It just is. Oh, it shouldn't have happened. Yeah, but it did. So how do you, what do you mean it shouldn't have happened? Like once I got spiritual, I don't even understand what that means. Like I understood what it meant before I got spiritual. It shouldn't have happened. Yeah, I didn't understand reality. That's what it meant before I got spiritual. But people, lots of people, even spiritual people, still walk around saying this. Oh, this person shouldn't have died. What, what do you mean they shouldn't have? How do you know? How would you possibly know who should die when and who shouldn't die when? How would you possibly know that? Oh, because they were young. Oh, is that how it works? So, so young people haven't died since the beginning of time? Oh, well, they have. Okay, then, then why shouldn't they? Like, what, what, what rule was broken by this person passing young? I mean, I'm not saying that we should be void of feeling or compassion or empathy or sadness or grief. I'm not saying that we should be void of it. I'm saying that we have to look at it realistically. There is no rule how long any of us get to stay here, ever. Any one of us could be gone tomorrow. Anyone. There is no rule. 
I don't care how many days you went to the gym last week or how healthy you eat. You could be gone tomorrow. I have many friends that it happened to. Two that got by, struck by lightning. And many more in other ways. It's like, so you don't know. We don't, you know, like, and, and it's this resistance to reality. And I understand that it can be difficult, you know, especially when you lose somebody, let's say young, that's usually harder. Uh, somebody close to you, that's usually harder. I mean, I, I couldn't even imagine the pain of losing a child. You know, thank God I haven't had to experience that in this lifetime. Um, but like, I think that that would be one of the most horrific pains you have to go through. Doesn't change the dynamics. I mean, it's, it's not, it, you can't say it shouldn't have happened. Like we, again, there is no rule for how long people stay here. So you can't say that a, a child shouldn't have died. It's yeah. I mean, it's, it's horrible. It's like I said, I mean, thank God that I haven't had to go through that experience. And if I ever did, I'm sure it would be dramatically difficult, excruciatingly painful. I'm sure of it, but, but I still can't say it shouldn't have happened. It just, it did, you know, and pretending that there is something wrong with the universe because something happened that hurts me um, is just unrealistic. So this is the type of acceptance that we can drop into. And like I said, I mean, you know, if you lose a child or, or just something, something else that is, you know, that's not the only horrific thing that can happen on this planet. There are other things that, that, that can be excruciatingly painful and, and hurtful and, and it will affect your life forever. No doubt. Everything does. Um, but it could take years to get through, to work through that pain. And it could be 30 years later and you can still feel twinges of it. It's possible. But you have, you can find some levels of happiness to move on with if you don't resist reality and say, well, it shouldn't have. You know, so, so dropping into the acceptance is a huge piece of this. So as we drop into the, the, the acceptance of reality, you know, and, and most people don't go through these horrific events. You know, most people, like very few people that I have life coached, very few people that I've life coached over the, the years have lost a child. Very, very few. Very few people that I know have lost a child. You know, I mean, I, I definitely know some who have, um, but um, the compared to the amount of people I know, the, it's a it's a minority for sure. So most of what is people are suffering with, most of the reason that people reach out for life coaches or therapists or counselors or get on medication or do anything else, that when they feel they're sick and tired of being sick and tired, is mind made. It's, it's, it's the suffering, the memories, suffering your imagination in the future and non-acceptance of what is.
And there are other spiritual tools too that I won't get into, but the, those are those are three of the things. So you you got past, present, and future. Past is your memories. Present is non-acceptance of reality, and future is suffering your imagination. So if you can, if you this is this is it probably is seventy five percent. You know when I lay it out like this because you know there's probably twenty five percent of suffering that's just part of life. And, and we can actually manage and navigate that. And it actually, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I hate to say it this way, but it kind of makes life interesting, quite honestly, you know, to some degree, because we are in an experiential reality. So we're not looking to achieve a life that, that is completely void of any negative feeling or what we would label as negative feeling, you know. So that's not necessarily what we're, we're, we're trying to accomplish, but we can get rid of three quarters of it. 25%, 25%, 25%. Past, present, future. 75% suffering gone. That's good enough, man. You know? So if you really do the work and you're like, I want to live spiritually. I want get lost in the work. Don't keep score. If you have a, it's one of the worst things that we can do that drags us into manipulation or attempted manipulation of the universe is we keep score. We're like, we're like, well, I've been working on myself and went through all my childhood traumas and took uh, mushrooms three times and ayahuasca twice. And I did, and, and, and I, I did my shadow work and I did this and I did that. And I'm still, um, I'm still experiencing some suffering. So this isn't fair. Like, um, I, I don't, I don't like this game. It's like, yeah, that's why that is, it's because you're playing a game and it ain't, you know, if, well, things still aren't going my way. I, I, I still feel sad sometimes. It's like, yeah, it, that's because you, you don't have clarity of motivation. You're not just lost in the work, doing the work to be a better person. And then all of a sudden you wake up and you look around, you're like, wow, my life's pretty good. I wonder how long has it been this good? Like that's when you know that you're, you have clarity of motivation because you're just doing it because it's the right thing to do. It's just doing the right thing feels good. It's its own reward. Living well and, and not putting yourself through needless suffering is its own reward. It should, so just get lost in living good and then, you know, like if a lesson comes along that you haven't learned yet, you can't go, oh, what the hell, man? I thought it was over this. It's like, well, apparently you're not like, so do that. <laughs> no, nobody like it's unconsciously we think we're going to get to a point where all our ducks in a row and we're just spiritual and nothing ever goes wrong. Now, if anybody ever says that to you.
Hey, peeps. <laughs> Sorry about that. I had a um, a little internet disconnect. Um, so I'm probably, it, it's actually been several minutes. So uh, I'm probably not going to be able to hop on to the, the train of thought that I was on um, when, <laughs> when we cut out. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, you know, so I'll just jump back into the topic. So it's like, um, you know, we, we, we can't be trying to manipulate the universe to, to get what we want. Um, and, you know, we don't know that we're doing that consciously it's on an unconscious level. Um, what was I saying? I was saying, if I, if I, asked like a bunch of spiritual people if they were i don't know if this was what i was talking about but this is where i'm gonna hop on <laughs> um if i asked a bunch of spiritual people if they were manipulating the universe or if they were just doing things to get what they want you know people would say no um it's because it's on an unconscious level you know it comes in and it just kind of and sometimes it creeps in you know, sometimes it comes in when we don't know any better, like in the beginning. And then sometimes, like after a while of doing spiritual work, all of a sudden we feel like we're in a victim mode a little bit. And all of a sudden we realize that that's why we're doing it. You know, it's like, oh, crap, I, where did that sneak in? You know, so you just reset and, and set your reset your motivation. So, you know... <clears throat> Where so if we can get rid of 75% of, you know, mental and emotional suffering, and then that's how we're supposed to be living, you know, then we can manage the rest. We can feel those ups and downs, 25% of, of the suffering, not 25% of our life, even, but 25% of the suffering that we used to have is left over. So, you know, if you suffered 50% of your life, that's quite a bit, but well, <laughs> the way that I live now, but like, let's say before, you know, you suffered 75% of, of your life. Well, that's, you know, we're getting rid of 75% of that. So, you know, you'll still have, I don't know what the heck the numbers are there, but, you know, you still might suffer like 15% of your life or something and 85% of it will be good. So like, that's cool, you know, and it's not suffering. It's just ups and downs. It's, you know, you're going to experience downs. You're going to experience things that you don't like. doesn't matter how spiritual you are. You know, if, if a, a, a loved one passes away, you're going to feel sadness and you're going to feel grief. I mean, that's just natural. We're not, we're not trying to abandon all of that. We're not trying to become robots that walk around with a smile painted on all day, you know. So, so this is, you know, we just have to make sure that we're not trying to manipulate the universe. And again, you know, nobody thinks they're manipulating. They're not intending to manipulate. But if, if you realize that you're, you're, you're doing the work to try to get something, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get along with everybody at work and then, and then they'll give me a raise. It's like, yeah, that's not how it works. You know, however, if you just decide to, like walk away from negativity, not gossip, um, work hard, 
stuff like that just to be a better version of you. And then all of a sudden down the road, you end up getting a raise. Ooh, big shock. You know, that's how it happens. Like you, it, it just comes. The good just comes. You don't have to do perform a behavior to get the good. If you do that, it's manipulation. And a lot of times we don't notice it until after we, we, you know, we're like, oh, I'm going to I'm just going to work real hard and I'm going to be good, because, you know, and we happen to come up with this idea right after we get passed over for a raise or right after somebody else got a raise or or right after our bills went up, you know, and then all of a sudden we go, no, I'm just going to turn over a new leaf and I'm just going to be a hard worker because I want to be. And then three months goes by and. And it's just false motivation. We're just we're just trying to manipulate. We're trying we're trying to we're trying to look good so we'll get a raise. And then all of a sudden the raise doesn't come after 90 days. And then it's it's then when we realize a lot of times when we look back and we go, oh my God, I was actually trying to manipulate the universe. I was kind of just holding my breath, going, oh. Oh, I'll pretend that I'm a really good person. I'll pretend that I want to be at work instead of shifting my perspective and, uh, you know, and seeing work as a, a tool to benefit my life and move me forward towards my goals. Instead of shifting my perspective, I'll lie to myself and say, no, I want to be here. You know, that's the type of stuff that like we can't lie to ourselves and we can't lie to the universe because it's energy. Everything is energy. Our energy needs to be pure. I'm just trying to be a better version of myself. That's it. And whatever happens beneficially, I'll be grateful for. Whatever happens, what I would label as negative, I'll accept. Anything else is inducing suffering. You know, and then thing, yeah, we, you know, once we're living spiritually and stuff and we become better versions of ourselves and, and we clear up our triggers and our past and we've done all that work and stuff and we're moving along. Yeah, there's less for the universe to teach us like, you know, and, and you never know when it's all over. But just for example, because sometimes you think you learned everything and it was just a layer of the onion. So you actually have to like the, the big lessons that we have to learn a lot of times it's two to three times for what, from what I've seen occasionally four that we have to go through a learning curve in a particular area uh, before we fully transcend it. Those are the big ones. Most things we can transcend in one to two times the most, the big ones, it, depending on how well we do and how big of a piece is given to us, it could, we can, we can do it. If you surpass or transcend a major issue in your life in two lessons, like two cycles, that's really good. If you do it in three, I would say three is probably average for most people who are taking it seriously. You know, four, well, maybe, you know, maybe you're dragging your feet a little bit. Or maybe it was just a really big issue. Maybe it had more energy than somebody else's two or three. You know, this <laughs> it's not necessarily that you're doing anything wrong. But this is one of those things that keeps 
keeps us stuck and, and bites us in the butt because we're like, oh, I, I worked through that. And I'm, you know, I found myself in the same pattern. It's like, well, you didn't, you know, like usually it'll be like anywhere from a year to three years later after you go through a major learning curve that you think you transcended. If it has to come up again, it's usually within a year to three years that it, that it comes up again. And then you're like, I thought I worked through that. Guess not, you know. So just it's okay though. It's you're not you know is if you get lost in the work, it's okay. Because then it doesn't really feel like work. It's just you just keep bettering yourself and you just keep finding healthier ways to look at things. Healthier, not delusional. Healthier. You know, people are saying like, oh, you know, sometimes people say like, um, you know, they they the ego comes in and tries to confuse it with delusion. Like, Oh, you know, the, if, if I, if I don't resist, like, I'll just use the past and the present, you know? So like some people are very um, nostalgic and they're like, Oh, the past was better. The past was better. The past was better. And if I say the, the present is as good as the past, then I'm delusional. Okay. Um, Maybe, <laughs> but that's not what spiritual living is about. It's not about being delusional. It's not about lying to yourself. As I said earlier, that literally doesn't work anyway. So what it's about is finding healthier ways to look at it. Understanding the past is gone. Wishing it would, wishing the past could be here again as it was is delusional. That's delusional. Oh, I wish it could be the past. I wish it could be the past. No, the, yeah, but it can't. So that's literally the definition of delusional, you know, and these are the people who will tell me I'm delusional because I'm accepting the reality of the present. Oh, you're just delusional. You're pretending that the past wasn't better. No, I'm not. I'm accepting that the past is over and making the best of what I have now. That's what I'm doing. They're delusional because they could, they've like, what, why, why? <laughs> Oh, the past was better. The past was better. Why? Like, what? why do you do that to yourself? It just induces suffering for no reason. There's no benefit to it. And I'm not saying that you can't think back nostalgically. But when you induce suffering on yourself, that's delusional. That's inducing suffering for no reason. You want to think back and go, oh, my God. Like, I think back often. I had an amazing life. You know, I had tons of fun growing up. I was wild, did all kinds of crazy stuff, you know. And I think back. It's like, oh, my God, man, we had so much fun. That was a blast. I actually enjoy thinking back about those times because they were fun. So I feel fun. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was a blast. But I don't sit there and go, oh, why isn't it like that now? Oh, the world is falling apart. My world ain't falling apart. My world's falling together. And that's what's actually happening out there. Everything that's falling apart sucks. Let it fall apart. Every, look for what's falling together. You know, there's people out there, you know, like I'm experiencing over here that are actually finding community. You know, people like, oh, everybody's so individual. It's, it's horrible. We just fight over everything. Okay, well, why don't you go find people that are forming communities just, just to talk to? Find nice people because, like, most people are nice. Most people are normal. 
So if you're sitting there going, oh my God, the, the way society is sucks, that means that there's probably a whole ton of other people thinking the same thing. Go talk to them. And instead of you two sitting together, or you, if you get a group of five or 10 people sitting together, talking about how much it sucks that the whole world's falling apart, why don't you guys talk about good things? Why don't you guys form a community? Why don't you guys create a new reality? Why don't you guys create a new paradigm? Why don't you talk? Why don't you, you say, oh, people don't talk about good things. People don't care for each other anymore. People don't. Why don't you talk about caring things in your group then? Like be the, be the change you wish to see. If you think that that we should be in community with one another more and we should be able to be friends with other people and treat e each other with respect, then do that instead of getting together and complaining about what's falling apart. Be the example of a loving group of people. Be an example of a happy group of people because not only will your life be happier, but then other people that see you or come across you are going to be like, wow, look at what they're doing. I want to do that. I don't want to be caught up in all this negativity. I want to live a happy life. And these people are doing it over here. Ooh, I'm going to go do that. That's what I'm doing. I'm living a happy life. Anybody wants to know how? Let me know. <laughs> it doesn't have to look like mine. But the dynamics are the same. The outlook is the same. I, you know, I seek happiness and create, create it for myself. Well, my happiness comes from within, but I seek ways to express it, ways to live it in my life. You know? So living, you know, I, I'm going to wrap it up with this. It's, you know, we have to have clarity of, of our motivation of, you know, that, that just getting lost in the work, just, just like, you know, this is how it works. Most of the suffering goes away. I'm happier. I'm living a good life. Cool. Um, if I learn a bunch of lessons, then I'll have less lessons to learn. So, I'll, you know, that'll be nice, you know, but whatever, when, whenever that happens, it happens. And if another lesson comes along that I have to learn, well, there must be one more and I'll get caught up in the work, but it's not, you have to make sure you're not, trying to get a life with no suffering or you're not your motivation isn't to do something just to get what you want and you know uh, so this is <laughs> this is the point that i will wrap up on most people aren't like most people listening to this podcast are going to say i'm not doing that which drives me crazy just because even the way I just said, I, I'm not doing that. You notice how I said that fast. That's ego. Go deeper. <laughs> you know, we have to slow down and, and with, with these podcasts that that's why, like when, when people are, you know, like I know that most people do this to some degree, this is why I do a podcast on it. Same with the other podcasts I do. And same with my post. I, I, I put 
stuff out there that most people are struggling, struggling with. I'm not saying that every person is struggling with it. I'm saying that most people are struggling with it. And if you notice that most of the comments, most of the comments are like, oh, I hate it when other people, when people do that. Oh, I know my friend does that. I know like that's people that are listening, they're listening to this too surfacely and they're, they're just noticing it in other people. Notice it in yourself. Be the change you wish to see. You know, don't, if I'm talking about something and you go, do I do that? And the answer comes back, no, you're good. That's a lie. That's your ego. Yes, you do do it. Well, how do I know? Because it's too fast. The answer came back. You didn't slow down and actually ask your inner self the question. You just asked yourself a question on the surface. You got your, the answer you were looking for. So you moved on and started looking at all your friends that you can pick out that do this. Slow down and do your work. Slow down and go, where am I doing this? Expect that you are because there's a good chance that you're doing it in one way, shape or form. And if you're not now, there's a good chance that you did. And if you did, you can think back. And if you connect to it, you can learn so you don't duplicate it in the future, even if it was in the past. That's what our memory is actually for. And, and just make a mental note. If you're not doing it now, make a mental note and be like, okay, this is important. I have to watch out for this. I have to watch out for this. Because I've caught myself doing it. I don't know when the last time I caught myself doing it is. I'm not sure, but I know it's somewhat recently. You know, I mean, even if, even if it was way more recent than this, but even if it was 10 years ago, that means it was 10 years in on my spiritual journey. Even if it was five years ago, that means it was 15 years into my spiritual journey. I still caught myself doing this. See, this is why I, this is what I'm saying. It's like we all do this type of stuff. It's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's okay. It's part of the journey. And it doesn't mean you're back here when you thought you were up here. That's not how the spiritual journey works. It's like this is just one of those things that we get caught up on every once in a while. And you could get caught up on it in your first year of spirituality. And you might get caught up on it again in your 10th year and again on your 40th year. Who knows? So just, you know, put it in your brain, look around peripherally, see if you can find uh, a way that you're doing this in your spiritual life. You know, doesn't matter if friends are doing it. You can't help them. <laughs> you know, I mean, unless you're a teacher and you want to keep your eyes open, you know, for, for some of your students or something, so you can point this out and help them with it. Well, cool. But I mean, most of us aren't in that situation. It's all about finding out where you do this in your own life or making a mental note. So you catch it if it does start happening. So, all right, that is going to do it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that delay in this uh, podcast wasn't too much. I have no idea <laughs> how that uh, internet um, outage affected it. So uh, thanks for listening and uh, shoot me a message if you need anything. And I will talk with you soon. Peace. <laughs>